Hi everyone! Welcome back to It's All Light. I'm Natalie Baugh and today I'm so so excited. I have one of my best friends here with us. Hi Aubrey. Hi everyone. <laughs> this is Aubrey Varga and Aubrey just to get us started what's been a highlight for your summer? Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, this summer, I've been in Idaho. I just moved to Idaho last year. And so this is my first summer in Idaho. And I have gotten to go boating a lot this summer, which has been so fun. So I learned that. How to, yeah, I've learned how to wake surf, which has been, it's really fun to see like my progression throughout the summer, because I literally had never done it before. And to like, being able to kind of carve and stuff. So it's Way been really to go. fun to just learn a new skill. I love that. Yeah. You post the funnest pictures. So if you want to follow Aubrey on Instagram to see her summer adventure adventures, Aubrey, is it just at our Aubrey Varga? Yeah, it's just my name. <laughs> That'll be in the show notes. So Aubrey, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Yeah, well, okay. I I've grown up a few different places. I was born in Michigan, technically, and then I lived in Northern California. And then we moved to Northern Arizona, which is where I'd say like the majority of my childhood was. And then I claimed California is where I'm from. I lived there for like middle school and high school years, um, which is super fun. And I have five siblings. There's six of us in our family for kids. And it's been fun. I'm a middle child, but I love being a middle child. I feel like I get the best of both worlds with having like younger siblings and older siblings. and um, yeah, Natalie and I Agreed. met doing EFY is how Ooh, we met. And so like I love I love those ages and we met in Utah and have been have been friends for a while now. Yeah, I think that was circa twenty eighteen. So it's been maybe five years, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty, twenty two. Four yeah. years. <laughs> I had to count that on my fingers. That's embarrassing. But yeah. I, I remember meeting Aubrey. We were in the same little dorm for our training as EFY counselors and then we just stayed friends the whole summer and ever since then we both love dancing she's an incredible dancer she danced all growing up not really well you danced on BYU's folk team and just so good at it yeah not on like their best folk team just like one of their beginner ones (laughs) definitely highly recommend everyone doing it though because it's so fun honestly I'm not a dancer but like if I could go back to BYU and do something else I would have tried out for the folk team because it just looks Definitely. so fun and you're going to just learn all these cultures and dances. But Honestly, Aubrey, it's so fun and I could talk about that for probably way too long. <laughs> well, we might have to do another little segment in the future because I think it's so fun too and share some cool videos. Um, yeah, but Aubrey, yeah, Aubrey and I like to go country dancing a lot and that's mm-hmm. been one of, our, one of our hobbies the past few years. So. Definitely. And she is getting her master's in counseling at Boise State right now. So Aubrey could also tell us a lot about what she's learning about human psychology and helping others. And just me telling her about her life. She wants to work in a high school and help those high school kids counseling them. So I think that's amazing. And it's so needed, especially in our crazy, crazy world, huh? Yeah, our world is so crazy. And I really love the preventative side and thinking about how we can help people just set people up for success in their lives. So that's why I really like that high school age. Amen. Well, we'll have to talk about that another time. But tonight, Aubrey, what do you light up about? Um, 
there's like a lot of things, but the things that like came to my mind when Natalie asked me this was that I really like about, about people and like my friendships and then also wellness and like something that's called the eight dimensions of wellness, which people and friendships totally fit into that as well. I can't wait to share this with you all. And hopefully this little nugget of information will spark your, the rest of your day. So people, friendships and wellness. Let's kind of dive into the first one, people. Yeah, I feel like people and friendships for me at least are like super connected and like I guess people just in general, it's just when you step back from yourself and think about it, it's just really cool to think about all the different people that are having different experiences in life and all the different cultures and like that in itself is really cool but to me I guess like the cool thing about people is making those connections with them and like realizing what you have in common or don't have in common but still being able to form these really valuable connections in your life yeah which is vital I mean even if you don't have similarities they might be in your life whether you like plan to have them in there or not right like maybe they're in-laws maybe they're just random roommates or something so like building these skills won't just help you find those support groups and meaningful friendships, but also just how to better get along with people and better understand people. I like that. Yeah, I, sorry, <laughs> I didn't go you off. You go for it now. I think our life, like one of the purposes, like without relationships, life really wouldn't be life. I mean, your relationship with yourself is one of those included, right? Like we need to work on that. Do you think, Aubrey, that we need to work on our relationship with ourselves prior to working on our relationship with others or do you think both can happen at the same time I think like there's like some truth in the whole like you have to work on yourself before you can like you can only love your others as much as you love yourself but I truly do think that there's so much value in working with other people that like our relationships can be one of our greatest tools in working on ourselves like I think it's really important to get to know ourselves but one of those ways that we can do that is by getting to know other people and forming those connections and relationships with them and in doing that we learn about ourselves and learn our strengths and our weaknesses and things that we do like and things we don't like and and they can help us along the way in ways totally. that we maybe couldn't do on our own yeah I feel like this week I've had a few like random things I've either seen on Instagram or just have heard in a talk or something and one of them was if you are not actively be, like trying to become the person you want to be or like if you don't know what kind of person you want to be, then you're already becoming the person you don't want to be just like by default, which is kind of an yeah. interesting thought. But then the other thought is like the more we surround ourselves with the people we want to be like, the more we'll be like them. And it really, right, like, it really is so true. I'm sure you've everyone's heard like the you're the sum total of the five people you mm -hmm. spend the most time with like and that's kind of that same concept right like if we want to become something like we should choose to surround ourselves with people who are either already doing that or are striving to do that as mm -hmm. well yeah I think that's so important and I hope people listening will think about the people in their lives and also maybe there's people that you want in your life and how do you seek that out right and how do you try to be that person for someone but then have it be reciprocated 
um, I do go to therapy and I think it's wonderful. And me and my therapist were talking about that because especially in this mid twenties age, friendships change a lot. People get married, people move. <laughs> Luckily I still have Aubrey on FaceTime yes. at a quick dial, but we are always trying to find these support groups of friends and it's so needed. And me and my therapist were talking about how we can build that. And it kind of does start just like trying to be that for someone you want to have in your support group and then just see if it's reciprocated. And if it's not, it's not a bad thing. You just keep trying until you find those people that you can really rely on and connect with. It's kind of hard. I feel like some people are just unreliable. I'm probably unreliable at times too. So it's like a, it's a fine balance of, of what kind of people you work with, but also like what can you give? And if you go into that mentality of giving versus receiving, then the receiving will come. What do you think, Ob? Yeah, no, totally. And I thought it was interesting how you say like, oh, sometimes maybe I'm the unreliable one. But like, I think that's what a relationship is, like any form of a relationship, like there's going to be give and take. And so like, yeah, if you're going into the friendship thinking that you're always going to be receiving the same amount that you give, it's like, it's probably destined to fail in some ways. And I know that I've like done that, right? Like I've had that mindset where I'm like, oh my gosh, like I do so much and like it's not appreciated or it's not reciprocated, but they're still like some of my best friends. And it's really just that mindset shift of like, oh no, like there's times where I need help. There's times where they need help. Mm -hmm. There's going to be times where we are giving the same amount at the same time, but that's probably going to be pretty rare because we're all going through ups and downs in our life. Totally. Like all the time. I feel like I'm the queen of pity parties. Like I can feel so sorry for myself sometimes. And looking back, it's like, oh, Natalie, come on. Like you don't need to be this sad about your life and about things in your life because I don't know if if I want to, you just turn on a sad song and you just sit in your car and you can cry. You can force those tears out, (laughs) which luckily I can't remember the last time it happened, but it used to happen frequently because I would just be like, my life's so hard and so sad. And I was like, why isn't someone dropping me off a cookie? Why isn't someone calling me and saying, how are you? You know, when in reality, I was probably just like crying over spilled milk, you know? So I, I feel like at those times when we'd want someone to reach out is the time when we should be reaching out to others. I, it's the backwards totally. psychology of that and what the scriptures teach, I think, but I don't know. Definitely. What- I think like two things from that, like that kind of, I've been listening. I love Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, and I've been listening to a book about his life right now. Hmm. And just one of his like key things that he always talked about was just like owning our emotions and that like, it's okay. Like we can have a pit party sometimes and it's okay to feel big feelings about even, even if it seems small and, and insignificant. To Smil- spilled okay. milk. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to be crying about it and like be mm. sad about it. But I totally agree with you too. Like in those moments I do, I stop, I have to stop and think and be like, okay, like who have I reached out to? Who have I yeah, brought that cookie to? Yeah. And is there anyone that I do want to talk to right now? And I think we get a little just like, as much as it would be nice to like have our friends be the first ones to reach out all the time, like sometimes, like we all have our own busy lives. Totally. And sometimes people are just caught up in their own thing. And yeah. I just need to get over my pride and just <laughs> be the one to reach out. Like if I right. want their 
friendship and relationship, I need to be the one to reach out. And that's okay. Yes. And my therapist said the exact same thing. See, Aubrey, you're going to be the best therapist. Like you're already (laughs) spitting out knowledge. But yeah, she was just like, yeah, like to find that support group. She's like, and it's okay to reach out and say, hey, I really need to talk to someone right now. And honestly, if like any of my friends or even acquaintances, like even if it was some random girl I'd met at church, like said, hey, like I'm having a hard day. Can I call you? Like, I'd be like, of course. Like, why? Like, you could have told me like five hours ago when you were feeling so sad, you know? So it's like people are probably way more willing. And then if they're not, then you know where they lie in your circles of people. I don't know. The other. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like I, I try to like, I've been trying to organize all the circles in my life of people I've met just to like, in a sense, keep track of them, but also just, I love meeting people and I love building these connections. And I feel like I want to like have a better system of remembering the people I meet and their names just because I want to be that person who could help them. But Aubrey, what else about this makes you happy? Like, I'm excited to talk about it. Oh, so I think what makes me really excited to talk about this is just like, there are so many benefits to having friends, like, and having people in your life that are your support system. Um, like, there's just a lot of, like, physical and, like, mental health benefits to having people in your life. But also, like, I think life is really meant to be enjoyed. And personally, as an extrovert, I enjoy being around people. And, like, even more than just being around people, I enjoy being around, like, people that I know I can trust and people I know that care about me and I care about them. Like the quality over quantity is like definitely real in my life. I've never been someone that has like, like a huge group of friends or anything. I've always had like smaller groups of friends. I'd say like this summer is like one of my bigger groups of friends that I've been a part of and which has been super fun and awesome. But like, I really do like diving into like smaller friends or groups and really getting to know people Mm -hmm. really well because Um, there's something about that like mutual like benefit of just being heard and understood and I don't know connecting with people yeah and I think we all need that more than ever like I used I'm also very extroverted and I used to and I still do enjoy parties of so many people and you're gonna go talk to everyone and you're just like feeling high on life if if Remy's listening, Remy, like your your TikToks. Um, yes, Remy's but, TikToks are the best. <laughs> they're they're true though in that extroverted mindset. But like as I've gotten like every year, I feel like I'm becoming slightly more introverted in that sense where it's like, oh, maybe a group of seven people is enough because we can actually have a good time and hear each other when we're speaking instead of trying to yell over everyone else at a party. But I mm-hmm. still value big group dance parties, so. You need, oh, sure. you need them both. Yeah, um, for sure. Any other thoughts about people and friendships in general before we dive deeper? Um, let me think if there was anything else that I wanted to to cover. Um, I think, like, just, like, one other thought is, like, I, I have, like, I just moved to Idaho, right? And, um it was one, it was really hard. Like, I know that like, especially like now I was talking about making friends in this time of your life is like, gets you more challenging. We've both had lots of friends get married and like, there's just like a lot of transitions going on and it's just like a weird time. But I think like two things to come out of that are like, just do your best to foster the friendships you have. And I like, 
know that it gets harder. I like watched this TED, like a little mini TED talk the other day about that. And it does get harder to like foster those friendships, especially when you're like in different states. But I think, I don't know. I just think it's really important to not give up on your friends, even when you don't see them all the time. Um, just to try your best. And when you remember to text them, text them. And if they don't remember to text you all the time, like don't, I don't know, like don't give up on them and don't like get too hard on yourself if they don't care about you. Because I think about my friends like all the time and I don't text them all the time. Like, because I just am busy. I'm like doing something during my day and I'm like, oh, I wonder how they're doing. And then I, I forget to text them later. And sometimes I do text them later, but just don't, don't think that you're alone just because your phone's not blowing up all the time if you're not around your friends. I think that's a good reminder. Just the other night, I was finishing up at the drive-thru at JCW's and I got so swindled by them. It was so expensive and it was good, but oh my gosh, it was literally every add-on for my shake and anyways. But then I got a phone call from a friend. Shout out to Christopher Belknap. He's like the best at this. And he just called me out of the blue. It was like 10 at night. And he was just like, hey, how are you? Tell me about your day. And I was like, oh my gosh, like all this stuff happened and it was so amazing. It was like prime timing Mm -hmm. to get a phone call and have just have a happy conversation. And I don't know, I just, I was like, he's my inspiration for that. And I was like, okay, who who could I call? Like really just scroll your contacts, click a random name and just shoot him a text. Say, hey, I'm just thinking of you. Tell me something about your day or my favorite thing to ask is like, tell me something you're grateful for. You could ask them what they've been learning lately. So I think I'll create a post and I'll maybe kind of put s- some questions that you could just start asking your yeah. friends or people just to be a little bit more mindful of them and of yourself too. I think it's helpful yeah. to be reflective. And I think totally like, don't be afraid to call up someone you haven't talked to in a long time, even if they're not like your number one best friend, you know, like people appreciate that for sure. I think acquaintances have so much potential to become friends, right? Uh-huh. So, I don't know. We see For so sure. many people every day, especially like you're in Vineyard and you go to the 13th Ward, there's 500 people there and literally every week there's someone new I see or I see someone mm-hmm. and I feel so bad that I've forgotten that they've been in the ward for a year and I met them a thousand times and I don't know, but taking those little extra efforts of, okay, that is that is so-and-so and that's her name and, and finding yeah. a fact about them or something will make it just that much better and I know there's so many people yeah. and it can feel overwhelming so just like one at a time right one person a day or whatever is best for you in your situations but awesome thank you Aubrey I love all these thoughts yeah. I love people too this is something I'm very passionate about as well so it's super fun to dive into this any last things on this point and then we'll dive into the second one um and then I think the last thing is just like when you're trying to make new friends in a new place just be a good friend even when you don't have a good friend Mm -hmm. and it will come back around eventually how have you done that Ob and I know you and I know I know the things you do but tell the people Uh tell tell the world what you do because I admire you for it I don't know like I think I feel like being a good friend looks different for everyone as well like it's not like a one-size-fits-all thing but I feel at least like and like I have moved quite a few times and so I've been the new kid before and I've never had like this lifelong best friend but um I don't know for me like being a good friend is someone who 
reaches out to you and is willing to help and willing to talk. But when you're in a new place, I think it is just like talking to everyone and not like passing judgment on who you think will be a good friend. Like you have no idea like which person by the looks of them is going to actually end up being like a really good friend and someone that you really connect with and that you can bond with. Um, cause I think it's really easy to judge people off of just like your first, first impression of them. And so just not doing that and then just, just doing your best to talk to everyone and make them feel included. And I think when you try to make other people feel included, they'll do the same for you. I love that. And I think just being patient in the process, building a relationship yeah. does take time and it takes that reciprocation. And, and part of this podcast too, the purpose is to help others and ourselves build deeper connections too, because if you think about the close relationships in your life that you already have, most of them you've probably gone through something together, right? Like I think yeah. your whole family, obviously, you do so much with them. But like all my mission friends or my study abroad friends, like we've all gone through these experiences together and that has bonded us. And so when we yeah. kind of yeah. see it in that light, we can think about, oh, okay, what experiences could bond me with these people I want to be friends with? or how can I help other people feel this type of connection? And it kind of just takes you the next step of having a deeper conversation and not being afraid to go below the surface level. Yeah, for sure. I think I was listening to another podcast recently and they were just talking about just the idea of getting curious about people and just, just get curious about people and go below that surface mm -hmm. to see who are these people really? And you're always going to find something that you connect over. Yeah. And the last thing, and then we'll jump into the second point. But as we do that, we really take, take the thought off ourselves, which I find makes me so much happier when I'm less focused on myself. And it's oh, yeah. literally 99% of the time so hard to not focus on yourself because that's just how our brains are wired. And we're thinking about, yeah. oh, is there fruit in my teeth? Or how does my hair look? Or I don't know, like, it's it's really hard to be all in and reflective listening. One thing you yeah. could try as you are building relationships is having a conversation and like locking in eye contact and then try not to say anything. Like I we did this for an exercise at some random club at BYU and they were like, mm -hmm. we all paired up with someone and they're like, okay, tell a story from your childhood. And they're like, the other person, don't say a word, just nod or use whatever body language, but don't say a word. And like sometimes it would kind of stop for a second, but you just like look at them and then they would keep going. So people will open up if you give them the opportunity to. So I love that. Definitely. So many good yeah. wise thoughts. I love it. All right. Are we ready to dive into wellness? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And it's we might connect it. So. Yeah. And we might circle back around and talk more about friendships too. But why do you love wellness and how does this tie into what we're talking about? Yeah, so I, I got my undergrad at BYU in exercise and wellness, and I nice. took a class on mind-body health, which was really cool, and there's a few other classes that also talked about this concept of the eight dimensions of wellness, which I just, like, found fascinating. I was like, wow, like, this, this is it. This is what I think, like, this makes sense to me. Like, this seems like something that is... um would really help people. 
And so the eight dimensions of wellness are just literally this, it's a theory about like what makes up the well-being of a person. Hmm. And so the eight dimensions are physical, intellectual, emotional, social, spiritual, um, vocational, financial, and environmental wellness. Um, so those are the, there's, I know it's like a lot, like, but like everything in your life is kind of covered by these different wow. dimensions. I'll post this in show notes too. And on our Instagram page, you can find these and I'll, I'll post some things about them. Yeah. yeah keep, keep going up. Yeah. So I just, so the idea is that like, if, um, if all of these are in balance or if you're like focusing on these, um, at different times, you're going to overall have a better life. Like your overall health and well-being will be better off. Um, and I think it's kind of cool because you can, sometimes you just feel off in life, right? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Feeling, right? Like, we totally like that where you're like, I don't know what's going on. But and like, even I as a woman, feel- our hormones too affect us like crazy. Totally. <laughs> right? But yeah, I definitely have those off days. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's kind of nice in a way that you could break it down and say like, which of these things might be bothering me or be out of balance or like I haven't given enough attention to? Is mm-hmm. it something physical? Is it my hormones? Like, mm-hmm. or is it something like I'm not intellectually stimulated enough right now or something emotionally is going on or I'm not dealing with something or I haven't been spending time with my friends or I haven't been praying or meditating or whatever your spirituality is. Yeah. Or there's something off in my job or finances or environment, et cetera. So like, I I think it's kind of a cool, like even in a checklist format to like be able to look and see is something off with any of these? Is there something I could do about any of these to help my overall all well-being, happiness, and joy in life? I'm going to repeat those eight again. So as we're talking about them, you can keep them in your mind. So it's physical, spiritual, emotional, social, financial, intellectual, occupational, and environmental. Yeah. Okay. What else have you learned about these eight dimensions? I think this is so Um, cool. I think it's like, so I think a lot of people focus on a few of them, right? Like in our everyday lives. Most people Mm -hmm. like understand that like physical wellness is a thing or that emotional wellness or like mental wellness, we might call it is a thing, but I think we like forget about a lot of these other ones that may be affecting us, like and affecting our well-being. Um, And something I really liked from our, like my mind body health class that relates to this is just that like they're literally all connected and so if your like financial wellness is not doing great you might have physical or spiritual symptoms of that like your body mates or your mind or your spirit <laughs> might tell you in another way that something's off which i think is fascinating that like mm. which makes sense right like you could feel physically anxious about it like your heart might start racing because you're like I'm really stressed that like I'm not gonna be able able to pay rent this month which is like a financial wellness problem but your body is taking a toll for it signs of that yeah yeah I find it super interesting in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints instead of like personal progress or duty to God that I grew up doing 
they have just like a general youth program and they have for the like half of these categories mm-hmm. to set your goals in and i think it's physical spiritual social and either intellectual or, or emotional but it's yeah. cool that there's four more that maybe as we get older like we definitely need to incorporate in our lives financial intellectual occupational and environmental what does environmental mean aubrey um that can mean like a lot of different things you know i we could think about it in terms of like literally the physical environment that you live in and you're like home it could also be some things are like not totally in our control right it could be like the environmental impact of the city or the country we live in or if there's things going on well because i just like ukraine pops into my head and all the the hard Mm, things that are going on in that environment in that country like they can't control that but like that is affecting their lives it affects all eight of those areas 100 affecting their well-being and so it's kind of a bigger one that like in some aspects we have less control over than some of the other ones but you still can you can even just break it down to like what environment can you control whether that be like your bedroom and like what you have in there and how if you keep it clean or you light a candle like I think Mm -hmm. that's kind of to me like that's an environment that you can control even if there's other parts of your environment you can't my mom always taught me if your room's clean then you'll you'll be like godliness is cleanliness and whenever my room's messy it takes a toll on my spirituality my physical like everything too so my room is clean it's just like you feel so much better about your life and your wellness goes up so let's talk more about oh yeah for sure so Mm -hmm. i want you mentioned in just in our discussions prior to this like looking at these eight dimensions all together instead of individually what's the benefit in that like yeah you could segment them off and go through each of them individually but how can we more look at them as a whole yeah um that's a great question. So I think they are like really cool individually, right? Like you could just look at, let me just look at my financial wellness. Let me just look at this part of wellness. Let me just look at this. But I think the idea is that like when, when you are aware of all of them and are like putting time and attention to all of them, your like wellness will increase like overall. Like obviously each one mm-hmm. that you focus on is going to increase but like knowing that they are all connected kind of like we were talking about right like when your room is clean like all these other things are affected by it Mm -hmm. and when you're exercising all these other things are affected by it so I think just like looking at how how are they intertwined and doing some self-reflection of like how are they intertwined in my life like because everyone's a little bit different of how these things are going to affect them and so just seeing how do these things overlap in my life and what effects do like better like financial wellness we keep talking about that one but like better financial wellness or not as great financial wellness like what impact on these other areas of my life does that have Mm -hmm. um and then I just think that is a unique thing about them that you can kind of see how they're all connected and helps you motivate helps motivate you to kind of not 
like obviously you can focus on one at a time because it can be overwhelming to be like I need to fix all of these things mm-hmm. in all these different areas but yeah. it can just be cool to see how they impact other areas of your life yeah so I feel like the the underlying point of doing this is being self-reflective and I think that is a point more and more people are talking about people going to therapy are talking about it's learning to recognize your feelings catching yourself in situations where you can just kind of say whoa let's pause my brain here let's distinguish okay where's this thought coming from and then go from there but then when Mm -hmm. we're looking at these dimensions in our life and we're more reflective of it maybe we set goals maybe we don't I don't know I always set goals and maybe I accomplish like one of them and recently I this will be another podcast but I've um, talk to a company and they their company culture is they don't set goals and they are more about that journey and the analogy they used is okay this is a tangent real fast if yeah. you are if you like set a goal to drive a mile and you get to that mile marker then you stop and you value it and you're like okay but like if you didn't set that goal and if you just like kept driving then you'd cover more distance instead of stopping and taking time mm-hmm. so having this reflective mentality I think helps you accomplish more than if you were to set a billion goals and maybe only accomplish one of them so I feel like I'm transitioning my goals more into like a lifestyle intention idea based thing and having ideas and I feel like the biggest thing in that if you don't have concrete goals is just having a clear vision but that vision can change weekly daily monthly as different things in your life affect you right you can't really Mm -hmm. change your circumstances sometimes despite what you're trying. I don't know, for me, I'm going to get kind of vulnerable and personable for a second. I was actually fired from my job a few months ago. And for, we can dive in deeper. If you have questions, I can tell you more about it. But all these little things kind of came together and I was terminated from my job. And it kind of threw me off probably in all eight of these dimensions. Honestly, it was, it was so shocking, a little traumatic. And I really just like, was like, what am I doing with my life? Like graduated, single, 26 years old. Like I've been stopped in my tracks and I've had to really start being more reflective of my whole life. And luckily it's opened up more time and I can be more like work on my exercising and things like that. And I've been able to build better relationships with my family and spend more time with them. But I've definitely seen how this emotional financial toll has taken on me and uh, even intellectually too, but it's it's propelled me in a way that I didn't see at first, it propelled me intellectually as I research and I mean occupational, right? I think that's kind of this job career based thing, but it's taught me so much and hopefully I'm coming out of this this period in my life. But as I think about these eight dimensions I literally can see how every single one of them has been connected the past three months. And things like this happen in our lives to build us and to propel us and make us stronger and if not break us down a little bit so we can build it up stronger. So yeah, I think sometimes so interesting. Yeah, like I know I, I think sometimes things like that happen in our life. And we can take it two ways, right? Like we could just like totally crumble and like not build ourselves back up. But like what you've done is taken what can you control in that situation and control that, right? Like you've said it like 
helped you be able to focus more on some of these other areas that you like you could control on a day-to-day basis versus like you and like you have been controlling your occupational side by going out on job hunting and like going on interviews and stuff so Mm -hmm. you're just controlling what you can do in these areas but like it is in times like that especially that I think you do see how these are all connected and I just feel like so many of us are unprepared as adults in a lot of these areas and I like really (laughs) really want to like like my ultimate goal is to help people do what you can to like learn what you can in all of these areas so when Mm -hmm. something like that kind of demolishes one of those areas in your life you know how to get back from that and Mm. you're not like oh my gosh like my life is completely over and you're like that's okay like so smart yeah 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 just like having the tools to to deal with it and if one like one nice thing is that like they are all interconnected and so if one area is super weak at one time right like you lose your job and um, so your occupational and financial wellness is like not great you know <laughs> but but like um you have strong other areas they're gonna support you like it's gonna make mm. it so you don't completely collapse oh, and so interesting if we focus that's why it's important also to not just focus on just your physical health or just your mental health but when you're focusing on all these different areas when one area is kind of not doing as great or a few areas you have five other areas right like that are also lifting kind of you up supporting you yeah it's it's mm-hmm. kind of like your eight dimensions are your foundation in yeah, a way for yeah they are your foundation huh. and like yeah. these things that are going to help prevent a huge crisis like even if there's a crisis you're going to be able to move past it and move through it living proof of that I'm almost out of this crisis you guys yes (laughs) and I've learned so much and that's that's the point of life right to learn and to grow I think another huge like thing as we evaluate our lives and these dimensions and our wellness this is another thing I learned from therapy this week is dealing with making mistakes because we will make mistakes probably yeah. in all these areas. Maybe not mm-hmm. environmental. I guess maybe depending where you move probably. or like that could feel like a mistake, like, oh, moving someplace and having to move back. Like, sure. I guess that's environmental. Or like if I yeah. were to leave Utah, I wouldn't have the mountains. And the mountains to me are like my sanctuary, you know? So I have to consider yeah. those things when I am evaluating where I want to be in my life. But I feel like. I've made so many so many mistakes in these different areas, whether it be like social or financial or even spiritual. Um, but the biggest thing to remember is just giving yourself a little bit of grace. And like Aubrey, you were saying, like relying on the these other areas that you do have a strength in, like your support groups and people who are good in one of these areas that you want to be better at, becoming friends with them. Like financially, I've reached out to so many friends and I'm like, okay. Let's sit down. Let's go through it. How do I get this, this, and this, and this? Like, people are so smart and are investing their money and know about stocks and 401ks and so many things that I feel like I'm way behind in the game. But so maybe my financial thing's lower for me, but it doesn't mean it can't improve. And it it will. I'm hoping a husband in the future can help me with that. (laughs) But (laughs) till then, I want to. Like we need to be like whole on our own. So I want to be able to learn that on my own and I need to, you know, because that's my stage of life right now. 
What do you feel like Aubrey has helped you in these eight dimensions? Like, do you single them out to learn about them? Or how often do you evaluate Mm. them in your life? I feel like, I mean, there's definitely times where there's greater emphasis on some of these than others. Like, I feel like this summer, I've probably put more time into my social wellness, which is great because I was a little dry on it from the school year and being so busy and also just like having a hard time meeting people and making friends in Idaho and yeah. um, finally found a great group. So I like invested a lot more time in there. And then obviously like doing a master's degree, putting a lot of time into that intellectual wellness. So like, I think like in some ways, like life just ebbs and flows you to kind of evaluate these like naturally and like see what you need and I feel like I use them in a way that they're kind of just always in the back of my mind and like I can just kind of tap into them be like oh like yeah I think I'm this is what I'm stressed about and it's in this area Mm -hmm. is there anything I can do to help myself there or is there another area that can help support me while I'm weak in that area being self-reflective that is something I am continually trying to build that skill in myself of just like whoa, Nat, like catch yourself. Like you don't need to be frustrated Mm -hmm. about this little thing or like, whoa, stop. Like where am I feeling a lack in any of these areas? What is causing me to have these thoughts and these feelings? But like you said at the beginning, like with Mr. Rogers, you have to feel your feelings. And that is like one of the biggest things people have been discovering the past few years, I feel like. And sitting through the hard. Our, another great analogy, too, is just thinking about your life and if all your experiences were pieces of paper and, like, like hard times, you just kind of crumble it up and throw it in the bin, and then it kind of fills up pretty quickly with all these crumpled pieces of paper. But if you, like, take the time to, like, unravel it, then you can lay it flat, and then it's, like, thinner, and you can have those experiences that build you but there's more room for you to grow and have happier, better experiences. So I love that analogy as I think about these dimensions in my life. Wow, our time has escaped us today. We've talked about this. And when you're passionate about something, time kind of just flies right by. Time flies when you're having fun. Aubrey, this has been so much fun. I really have loved talking about this. And the last thing I like to ask people is like, why should others know about this? I feel like this one's pretty self-explanatory. But what's your plug? Like, why should people care? Um, I, like, would hope that everyone wants to have, like, a happier, like, more, like, joyful life. And so that's why I personally think that everyone should care about this, that, like, um, our relationships and our friendships and then also our wellness, like, it's all tied together and our life really will be better when we're focusing on these different things. Yeah. I love that. I think that is so true. I think my one of my takeaways is is the connection between friendships and these eight dimensions. You mm-hmm. can build friendships as you're trying to build one of these levels. Find someone who is yeah. good at one of these levels, right? Like find a gym buddy. Right. That will increase your physicality. Find people you can do a spiritual study group with. Find people who, I mean, find a therapist if you need it for your emotional health. Like I'm all for therapy here. Totally. I think yeah. anyone can benefit. We are therapy here. Yeah. Even if you don't have anything to like necessarily work through, like I'm always surprised with whatever I find figure out to talk about. And I just keep a list of things I want to talk about and learn about. 
socially get out there make friends if you need a friend you can call me you can call aubrey we're yeah, we love making friends, friends. <laughs> and um aubrey's one of the best friends and i feel like everything we've talked about she she lives which is super cool so we're so happy you've been a guest and i hope everyone can think about these eight dimensions the rest of today and be healthier and be happier so thank you aubrey any last words Thanks for having me on that. Loved it. Well, everybody stay tuned for next week. I also have a little video that I'm going to post later on this week. It was one that I just had a fun little thought about being passionate. So look forward to that and spread the light and light the passion. See you guys. Bye.